0: Hello and welcome to our third bite-sized episode for the Pagan Created Podcast where we talk about creativity and the creative life from a pagan spiritual and nature-based perspective. Um, we release one of these short episodes each month to complement the full-length episode and each time I draw a tarot card or a rune or maybe an astrological sign or a planet and I reflect on it in relation to the themes we explored in the full-length episode. So, this month's full-length episode was on the theme of roots, which was part two of our nine-part series on the stages and the challenges of plant growth. And we talked about the purpose of roots on a plant in creating stability and the rem- the means to receive what we need, and we talked about our relationship with our body and making room for that in our lives. And also about our root as the connection to where we come from, to our ancestral line and our existence on the planet. And lastly we talked about belonging to ourselves and to the earth. And what happens when we use our root to support and be supported by others. So if you haven't listened to that episode, then do feel free to check it out. Today, though, we are following on from that. And I have drawn a tarot card to sort of take this conversation forward a little bit. And that card is the chariot from the major arcana within the tarot. And I use the universal weight deck. So this card shows a man standing in a chariot with starry drapes. He wears a crown topped with a star and there are two golden crescents at his shoulders. There's a scepter or some kind of rod in his hand. The chariot wheels are gold and the chariot itself bears the emblem of a shield topped with wings. And in the foreground, there are two sphinxes. One is black, one is white. And they appear to be the creatures who will pull the chariot, though they are not bound to it in any visible way. So that's a description of the image on the card. And I did a short meditation to reflect on that image. And I want to share that with you now. So when I first pulled this card, I was really intrigued as to where this was going to take me because i've always thought about the chariot as a card of movement and obviously looking at the theme of roots through this card something that is designed to create stability and um you know to very much root us into the ground Uh, I wasn't sure where this was going to go. So I went into the meditation and I stepped into the card. And the first thing that happened was that I started to become very aware of my body and my attention was being drawn to all the opposing elements of it, to the left foot and the right foot, the left leg and the right leg, the left arm and the right arm, the left hand and the right hand. The left and right eye, the left and right ear, the two hemispheres of the brain. Everything divided into two hemispheres that work together to function. And they must work together. You know, if the left foot tries to go in a different direction to the right, then we lose stability and we fall over. If the left and the right hand don't work together, then we become clumsy. But working together, they can create works of art you know, the eyes used independently might give us a distorted perception of space. And it's harder to place ourselves accurately in relation to other things. You know, our field of vision might be narrowed. And whatever we might know about the functions of the different hemispheres of the brain, they must work together to allow us to function as a human being. And This is the case everywhere in nature. Opposing forces must work together and in harmony to keep life flowing in a harmonious way. You know, there there has to be a balance of the individual and the collective to have true stability. You know, a foot acting alone destabilises the whole body if it becomes completely obsessed with its personal expression. It has to work with the whole while still retaining its unique purpose and ability as a foot so it remains an individual and it brings all of that to the whole everything that it's able to contribute and that's true of the body and it's also true of each of us existing in the world The everything in the world is about relationship if you Imagine a vast web with each life, a tiny point of life upon it. Then you can see that the web is not static. You know, the points of light, they move. And as they do, the web adjusts these tiny micro adjustments all the time to keep the whole in, the bal- in balance, to keep everything in a state of flow and movement not just a single point but everything in relationship to each other and this is the same in everything this is how it is in the body so if we want to maintain our forward movement and our growth then we have to have this fluidity and this ability to move and adapt and if we want to create transformation then it's achieved usually by these constant adjustments and tweaks to our path and our our direction as we discover our relationship to the world and we allow ourselves to be guided by the interaction between us as individuals and the world we exist within, the world that we belong in. And it's that state of relationship and balance that brings us into our body and into the physical world through consenting to be in a state of relationship with everything, with everything that surrounds us. And these are not roots that then hold us in place as something rigid and unmoving that they become roots that allow us to travel and to move and to grow along our path, to create change and rebirth within ourselves over and over again. And when we consent to be a part of the world, then the world will grow and change and rebirth with us. You know, because we're not simply an individual disconnected from the whole you know our greatest impact comes when we allow ourselves to be part of the whole you know a moving chariot held on its path by our soul that keeps making the adjustments that keeps refining the course and refining the balance in response to what it encounters you know everything is always striving towards balance towards harmonious coexistence even if it appears to us as chaos because we are just looking at one tiny area of it and most of the time we're not seeing the whole if we go back to the plants then again the root of the plant doesn't exist in isolation it doesn't meet the soil remotely they become symbiotic and The plant is rooted into the soil. It becomes one with it. You know, plants understand that they have to release some of their feeling of complete independence in order to thrive. They have to trust in these sort of greater forces of life in order to survive and to grow. And... In that sense, you know, this idea of the duality of the world is not really true duality because everything exists in dependence to other things. You know, we just have to take care when we decide what kind of soil we're going to allow our roots to draw our nourishment from. As always... I have some journaling prompts for you, some questions for you to reflect upon, if you wish, just to try and make sure that you can see the way that this content relates to you and to your life. So I'm just going to put these questions to you. And like I say, you can either reflect and journal on them yourself or you can use them as discussion starters with others or in any way you want to. If you think about what we've talked about today and you think about it in yourself, can you think of areas of your life where you feel a conflict between aspects of yourself? You know, perhaps between, for example, between mundane and spiritual concerns or between the personal and the collective. And the collective in that context, it could mean family could mean workplaces friendships groups local community society the planet you know anywhere where you are dealing with an environment that is bigger than you alone where you're coming into relationship with others or the world in general you know do you find yourself disconnecting from those situations um And that's not to say that there aren't situations where, for your sanity, that is the right thing to do. But where it's appropriate, are there ways that you could maybe ensure that you honour your individuality while recognising that you are part of that collective? You know, if you can identify something specific, if you sit with that and you look at it, firstly, as the individual person that you are, And then sit with it from the perspective of membership of a collective. You know, is there a place in the middle where these things can meet? Where you can offer the value of your individuality and in that way remain present and connected while still respecting the value of the collective that is also a part of who you are another area of questions um how do you respond to things that challenge your sense of how things are you know do you allow your perception of others and your perception of the world to shift and to move based upon what you experience and what you learn or Do you dig your heels in and you stick to what you believe in, even in the face of new information or evidence? You know, and this is not about believing everything you're told, because, you know, goodness knows there's plenty of rubbish circulating on the internet and in the media. But for instance, and this is just a very lightweight example, if you believed something about a particular person maybe they said things that showed they held a very different set of values to your own would you allow your opinion of that person to change if they shifted or would you always regardless of anything stick to your original view of them and I guess what I'm asking is do you see yourself as existing within a constant fixed world where everything stays the same or do you allow the world to shift and move around you and within you and this is actually something really important to our creativity and our ability to think creatively because if we can't allow things to change then for a start, we can't experience true hope. Um, We can't imagine an alternative and believe in its potential. And perhaps worse than that, we can't believe in our own potential. And it's another way that we prevent our route to the world establishing itself. Okay, so I'll leave you with those thoughts and just... Just to say about the questions that, you know, as always, there are no right or wrong answers to any of these things. They're just prompts for thinking and considering and maybe looking for different perspectives on things and encouraging our minds to be flexible and to see where we might have got ourselves um, stuck in patterns that we just simply haven't looked at for a while. So that is what I have for you today and I hope you have found it useful as an additional insight into the themes we've been exploring and that maybe it's given you a little bit of inspiration or food for thought. And as always, you know, we love to hear from you. So if you have any comments or you have any feedback about anything in this episode or in any of our other episodes, And you'd like to share your own insights, then please do come and visit us over on our Facebook page or group. Uh, You can find us by searching for Pagan Creative in Facebook. But otherwise, please tune in for our next episode, which will be part three of our nine part series on plant growth. And where we'll be talking about surviving frost. (laughs) But for now... Thank you so, so much for listening and sending you lots of love, lots of light and lots of blessings. And I hope we'll see you next time. Bye for now.